Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Renee. With her extensive experience as a double CEO, therapist, and renowned treatment specialist, Dr. Calvert's approach to recovery and emotional freedom is unique and diverse. Dr. Calvert's innovative and unfiltered perspective sheds light on the importance of being human and encourages guests and listeners to get real. Joined by Bindi Hyde, producer, coach, and founder of Ethical Change Agency on a mission to spread collective change, understanding that it starts with us. It's time to get real. In this episode, we get real with a special guest panel, including Kate Driscoll, Michael James, and Dr. Steve Iacovelli, with a focus on pronouns, our physical parts, and who really needs to know what's under our clothes. Kate, I'm interested to know in the work that you do uh, with the community, um, what your experience has been. You know, just addressing gender identity. And and expression, yeah. Making a safe space. Mm. Um, I mean, specifically, um, you know, with pronouns, and I think this is something that, you know, individuals struggle with when they, I don't want to say ignorant, but maybe just aren't um, as in touch um, with the education that's available um, with regards to the queer community. Um, It's hard to kind of say, I, I don't, I can't put a label on them. I don't know how. And then I don't want to guess what gender they are because I could offend them. So I think an important, you know, tool is to kind of create that safe space. So, I mean, what I always do when I, you know, meet an individual or do an assessment, I say, hi, how are you? I'm Kate. Um, and my pronouns are, are she, hers. Are you comfortable, you know, opening up and let me know how you would prefer to identify. Um, and that kind of creates the space that they go, okay, she gets it. And I might not be in this straight jacket of gender, um, that's what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you did there. Right? I mean, that's what I used to always say in college, you know, don't put me in a straight jacket of gender. Um, because in reality, I think it's just humans evolving also out of that binary. Um, and, and sometimes it's hard for individuals to kind of catch up. Um, but that's how, you know, humanity is progressing. So there's a very big difference when it comes to not knowing and not being willing to find out and not being willing to learn. Ignorance changes entirely when someone, when you ask a question and someone answers it and you decide not to respect the answer, that's no longer coming from a place of ignorance. That's coming from a place of bigotry. Being prepared for the answer, respecting the answer, that, that's not an act of ignorance. That's an act of, at minimum, what I say is at minimum, what we hope for is celebration. But 
Respect is where it'll least start. Acceptance is the bare minimum. I accept what you've told me to be true. I acknowledge what you told me to be true. The end goal, I feel, is to celebrate the journey that it takes for all of us to be able to identify and more importantly express who we are. I don't even want to say more importantly, because to identify is, is the most important to the outside world and for the safety that that represents, um, it becomes so important to express it in a way that can be, if not understood, taught. And I think for those that have come to me, when I say, you know, an unwarranted you know, honor that's been given to me is that when I have had individuals who are cisgendered people, look things up online like how do I ask literally into Google how do I ask a person about their identity how do I ask the answers that come up are very very off-putting um they'll give you a definition yes but they will not and I don't think and I think maybe it's a, a benefit to us that Google cannot yet answer the question of how do I have a conversation with a human being about their identity? Thank God computers have not actually answered that one for us yet, or I think we might be stripped of all of our humanity. <laughs> um, it still does, they still do give us the, the opportunity to have conversations as humans. And I'm glad that that opportunity exists where we're all willing to take it. But without people to talk to, and safe forms to speak in, those that don't understand, who are seeking understanding, and who try to find that by typing in something on the internet, are met with a response that basically says, who are you to ask this question? That's not like, duh, what's the matter with you? You know, and so we need to, I just, just putting it out there, but that, that is what I feel and what I've experienced. I think I've had a very non-traditional experience of what it means to be embraced, what it means to be um, an ally to those who have accepted my alliance, not only accepted it, but relied upon and welcomed me into it, into a family in which I don't, by my gender, identity nor my sexual identity fit um but it is an honor and i understand my limitations within that space i was just gonna say i think it just comes down to safety again um when we're coming down to this and it's a tricky one when you're saying wanting to to ask people about their identity their labels the sexuality the gender all of those things um is i suppose it's almost, and I, some people say this and I kind of agree sometimes, if you want to ask, the first thing I'd say is don't um, because quite often 
for queer people um, and any number of labels, it can actually be quite exhausting um, to be the educators in that system. Um, it's not always our job to educate, um, but safety is the word that I think is the best way to go about that before that. So, and it comes right back to what we were saying before about um, when we introduce our pronouns um, and we put ourselves forward, um, whether you are a queer person or a heterosexual person um, and you're putting those pronouns out there, you're creating a safe space that says, hey, I'm putting out here who and what I am uh, and I'm inviting you to know that you are okay to share that with me um, and then that allows people to then open up those conversations. Um, and so when you create the safe space, then you create the open space for dialogue and that's when you can start to have those conversations with people about who they are and how they identify. Um, you know, coming straight out of the bat and going to somebody that looks like me and be like, hey, like, that hair's really funny. So what, are you, are you gay? Are you, are you trans? Are you, what's that? Um, I would immediately have my backup. Like, I, I, you know, yeah. what? like no, you just come and ask me that. Like, I'm, I, I don't mind. Yes, of course, clearly I'm queer, but, um, you know, I would prefer that if you want to come and have that conversation with me, that you build that safe space with me to know that, Hey, you're not just asking because any number of you know agendas you have behind you um i want to know that i'm in a safe space with somebody to have a conversation about my identity if they want to talk about this as well michael i want you to please speak more about that because i i really i what you just said is literally the crux of the conversation that existed between bindi and i why we actually began this conversation what you just said is absolutely essential which is you know, if someone comes up to you and they're just like, so what are you? Human. You know? <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. First answer out of my mouth, yes. right? What yes, are yes, you? yes. You know what I mean? What are you? And we've seen that with race as well before, right? Someone has come up to me and and has not questioned my gender identity, um, my gender expression, because I think I express myself in traditionally female ways. Even when I'm wearing and rocking and like a, a suit, just like Madonna did way before me, um, and 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 so and so did Coco Chanel. Okay, uh, way before me, women have donned suits and done a damn good job of it. Okay, that being said, um, when someone if someone were to come up to me, I've never you know had the question of what are you, um, but I have had an around race. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right? And yeah. so I, I have. I, I've had the question, so, so what are you? And, and my question back is, to what are you referring? Do you mean, where was I born? Do you mean, you know, and I'm not offended at this point. I just literally want to know what they're getting at, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, because to me, the greatest compliment that could ever be given if I were in West Hollywood, a gay community and whatnot, is if someone were to come up to me and say, what are you? And I'm at Hamburger Mary's, one of our, you know, famous drag queen bars, the biggest compliment ever that could be given to me is that somebody actually thinks that I may be a drag queen 
And I'm like, oh my God, please think I'm a drag queen. For one night of my life, I will have made it. I am a star if someone actually thinks I'm a drag queen. Be just, you know, throwing on sweatpants, going out in the day and someone going, ah, she's a female. Cool. Okay, we don't need to ask her. Um, that being said, what you just got at is so important, which is creating that space of safety and what it looks like on both sides of that conversation. Because when we are talking about treatment, that question has to get asked. And in the way that, you know, I'm very lucky that I have Kate who answers those calls and is as educated and in touch with that as she is. Um, she's so much more than what she indicated in her <laughs> little two-second introduction of herself, by the also way. But they're very also very modest and humble. We can identify that. She, hers, modest, humble. There you go. But that being said, I'm not modest and humble when it comes to the, the partners in care that I have on whom I rely to be the voices and liaisons in a community that is about inclusivity and is about understanding how to manage situations where from the get-go, where some, how someone identifies literally, you know, we're, we're talking about people who are, in, in my case, intoxicated um, and also, you know, are coming in with mental health issues, right? And our first job is, as clinicians, is to say, okay, where do we place this person so they are the most safe? And where I go with that is that they immediately get privacy, meaning they don't, and that, by the way, equates to just dollars and cents wise, being willing to literally put your money where your mouth is. Because if you have somebody identify however they identify, from nonconformist to I don't know, to I'm transitioning, to whatever, what they say, what they express is what we respect, which means we are not taking a client who to us looks on the surface and our conformist mentality as feminine and saying, you're going into a room with another female client. We ask, we ask, and we create a, and clinically, we create a safe space for that conversation to happen. Now, in the world at large, though, you're at a supermarket, at a bar, at a restaurant, wherever you are. How is that safe space created where you are, you know, we're talking about maybe even a, a few sentences or a few, you know, a paragraph intro that, that changes the approach of this from being one of, I'm here to interview you, you know, I'm here to, I'm, I'm here to inspect you, or I'm here because I want to understand you and I want to begin a conversation with you. And, and I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, Michael, because that's not an easy question to answer. But yeah, no, it's um, fine. Um, look, it comes down to intent as well and also looking at the intent of the person that you're talking to. If I'm yeah. sitting in there in, in, a, in a bar, 
is that a conversation I want to be having? Um, why do you want to ask me in a bar? Um, and so then how are you going to frame that? Um, I suppose if that, you know, it again comes down to that that question about uh, as queer people, do we have to continue to be educating and do we have to continue to be explaining? Um, and I get I get where people come from and it's always a beautiful place. Like there's, you know, 90% of people when I have a conversation with me about what I look like and who I am, they're not coming from a bad place. And they, they want exactly as you say, like, I want to create a safe space. I want you to know that I'm an ally. I want you to know that this is fantastic. Um, and so it is a tricky one. It's like, well, you know, how do you actually have that conversation? And there is no right or wrong answer. Um, and it, it is so hard to to respond, I suppose, um, in that it just if you wanted to talk to somebody and you wanted to get to know them and that was part of the thing, then just have a natural conversation with them. If you didn't know me and you wanted to, then you would sit down and be like, hey, what do you do for work? What are all of the normal conversation points that we have? Yeah. Um, and then allow that thing to feel flow freely, um, build a safe, a safe space, a safe talking space talking point you first have a conversation with you as a human exactly yeah, exactly. I, I mean i think you. yeah if someone comes in and asks you to explain yourself it's kind of like i came out to get a drink not to explain yes. myself to you, <laughs> you know? it goes back to like, what educate you <laughs> in what world does it make sense for you you know I, and i think that's kind of what it boils down to it's stop looking at what people look like and get to know them as individuals and from there you know like michael said things will flow a bit more freely once you give them the respect of being another human being, just trying to, you know, live. <laughs> yes. I, I, I want to challenge that if I could, if, okay. Sure. Um, just as someone who has, you know, found themselves in situations by choice, right. Where I, I live my life very much, as an open book and as, and as an open door, right? And so I can intuitively sense what wrong and right timing is to ask somebody something, right? When we are at a bar and we're talking about safety, I may be asking you how you identify because if I am an interested party sexually, I want to know whether or not we're a match and that doesn't always come out in creating safety first. There's a conversation that happens clinician to client. And then there's a conversation that happens where I'm out and I'm having shots and I want to know whether or not, you know, we're a fit and I want to find out the fastest way to that conversation without offending you. But also when safety is involved, you know, again, switching back to the therapeutic role where that question has not been asked or where it has been asked in a way where that answer has not been accepted or well-received. We end up with situations that I've heard from clients that have come in and said to me, this is what I should have done, but they take it upon themselves. And say, this is what I should have done better to have educated this person on who I feel I am in my identity and in my expression. 
and I didn't. And therefore... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply this transpired you say no I'm no longer comfortable with this that's what's respected okay but as a general rule when we're out in the dating community when we're out in the community of just looking at someone and we're just talking about sexual attraction whatever I identify as wants whatever you are and I want to make sure that whatever your identity is fits together with what my parts are telling me I want right now. Right. And I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being blunt because this is the conversation that happens. And we're talking about safety and we're talking about what happens to people who don't know how to navigate that conversation appropriately in love and in protection of both sides of this. Let's let, we're assuming best intentions on the side of being the inquisitor. We're, we're assuming best intentions on the side of the person who says, please tell me more. I need to know for whatever reason yeah. they need to know. And I think the, the most important thing you said was intention. And, and if you feel like the intention is, I really want to learn about who you are and, you know, how you identify. It could be for very selfish purposes, which is because I want to know how quickly I can get you into a bedroom or not, which <laughs> is, which is, but that's real. That's yeah, real. Look, it is. And it's, I would like to say you've opened a lovely little minefield um, <laughs> in terms of where <laughs> we're going here. Um, I I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And look, at its core, where you're going with that, and and I say this to anybody that is listening, um, is you have to be able to approach it on a human versus human experience. If you're seeing somebody in a bar and you think you're attracted to them, um, we, you shouldn't. And look, and I, I'm not a trans person and I don't like speaking for trans people when there are trans people in the room. Um, however, uh, you know, from what I have gleaned from trans experiences and people that I've spoken to, um, you, you don't want to be thinking I suppose and trying to be asking these questions because you're wanting to know what bits are under the clothes to know if their bits are compatible with your bits because that's the only reason you're going to want to get them in the room um I think that is that is a, a very big minefield of a conversation to be having and at the end of the day you're talking about whether trans people are actually going to disclose their transness to you or not because we're talking about whether or not they're saying he him and whether that means that they what their their physicality lies underneath and the you know whether or not somebody is going to disclose that level of information for you all of that is all of things that are all going to be very very unique in individual situations and when it comes to all of that, it, it it's stuff that's that's going to come up, and I suppose you got to scale all of that away. And I know that there are so many identities and so many things that could be happening. But at the end of the day, if you see somebody that you're keen on in the bar, you go in and you strike up a conversation with them, 
as normal. And like your safety point, I think, for anyone, if you think that this is a queer space and you want to put that out there, I think that that safety net that we've created is saying, G'day, my name is Michael. Um, I'm he, him. Um, or, you know, if you want to be clear, you could be um, he, him, and I'm a cisgen, uh, cisgendered, yeah, that's right. I'm a cisgen man. Um, lovely to meet you. And then that that's just opening the little gate. You go, mm-hmm. um, here, come on in. And if they want to say anything more from there. And if it's about going down there because you want to go and take them home or whatnot, all of that stuff is going to roll out from, from at that point. And you can only just open the gate and let the other person speak with what they have to say and then just get to know them as a person and who they are and what they do and it's all just going to roll out from there. Um, I don't think, especially when we're talking about intent coming in and going in because you're attracted and you want to start the conversation because you want to know what's underneath their clothes and whether or not it goes with what's underneath your clothes, you start that conversation, I think you're going to be heading for a train wreck. Um, it just has to raising, be about the human experience. Thank you for raising the bar on literally on bar conversations everywhere. What that really does is ask us to have a more human experience. Yeah, and, and I, I want to jump in because one thing that, that keeps resonating is about like, if not you, who is from the education piece. So I'm like, that's yeah. where our flippant allies need to come in, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they need to know this stuff and they need to understand the difference between gender identity, gender expression, biological sex, and, and, and my physical uh, and emotional attraction. You know, that, that shouldn't just be on the burden of the queer community to yeah. educate folks. It needs to be all y'all, as we say here in the South. And, and so yeah. I, I think that that's the opportunity for listening to this. And you, know, this, this, you aren't part of the queer community Fan flippantastic. Learn some stuff and be an awesome ally to create that safe space for everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronay or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit livetreatmentvip.com. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.